0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: I love men in kilts or men out of kilts. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to be here with you guys to
0: dish and spill the whiskey. I mean tea. Today we are talking about Men in Kilts. Men in Kilts premiered on Stars in early February 2021. This is a documentary that it's like National Geographic meets Hot Men in Kilts.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you have Sam Heughan who plays Jamie Fraser on Outlander. And Graham McTavish, who played Dougal McKenzie on Outlander, he was killed off at the end of season two and came back in a surprise cameo playing his late character's adult son, Buck, in season five of Outlander.
1: Can you believe that Graham McTavish is 60? Why is he so hot? I mean, we, it's, it goes without saying why Sam Heughan is hot. Graham McTavish is just still in the game. He's got it going on. Um, This is a documentary-style show, and it's an absolute delight, and it follows Sam and Graham as they take a road trip through Scotland, and it highlights many of the magnificent facets of all things Scotland, like food and drink, and sports, song and dance, superstitions, culture, traditions, and travel, clans and tartans, and finally, Culloden.
0: It's basically a beautiful love letter to Scotland, the Scottish people, and most importantly, Outlander fans.
1: Sam clearly has a deep love for his homeland, and it is so apparent in every episode of Men and Kilts. And at the same time, he has such a deep appreciation for his Outlander fans. He knows that we would love to see more of him, and man, we did get to see more of him. Oh, we definitely did. He ran Season two, er, into an ocean. Episode two. but
0: naked. Outlander, there was an intimacy coordinator <laughs> to help with those things. <laughs> yeah. Those type of scenes. Yeah. Men in kilts, I'm of the assumption that Sam's just a team player and likes to run around naked.
1: Yeah, he just ran straight into a freezing cold ocean because he lost a bet Um, when it was on the sports episode. He lost, you know, he lost the bet and he ran straight into a freezing cold ocean and naked holding his family jewels and just ran right in there. You know, it was nice to see what Um, Jamie's back without all the scars. I mean, I know it's Sam Hewen's back, but I was like, "Oh, Scarfree Jamie back! That's wonderful." So my first reaction was, "This
0: had to be pre-pandemic," because my my other mindset was, "How did he not
1: get pneumonia yeah. <laughs> jumping into that ocean?
0: That looks cold. No,
1: thank you." But he's, also yeah. Sam Hewen, <laughs> he's like descendant of like Vikings. He could. I feel like he could just. He put him in any situation. He's like, "I will survive."
0: <laughs> I think okay.
1: another thing that should be
0: most definitely highlighted is. The chemistry between Sam and Graham. Oh, yeah. Them together is genius. They are so funny. I'm just going to selfishly put it out into the universe. Do it. I I mean, the, the hosting chemistry between them opened up a lot of doors. And I personally would love to see them host the Golden Globes together. Yeah. Under one condition. The prereq that I am, again, selfishly putting out into the universe mm-hmm. is I would love to see Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, put them through a Golden Globes boot camp. That
1: would be hilarious. Yes. Just imagine the promos. Yeah. Them, I mean, all, all four of them, like, riding off on a tandem bike into the sunset. <laughs> that would be great. At the same
0: time, who you have Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, who are the most qualified co-hosts slash best friends, who've continuously hosted the Golden Globes incredibly, well, I'd say very successfully. Yeah. And I think they're ready to pass the torch. So why not pass it to these two guys who have that chemistry to do it?
1: Yeah, they're hilarious. So yeah, if you guys want to take an even deeper dive into Sam and Graham's road trip, their book, Clanlands, is available in hard copy and audiobook. And personally, I love a good audiobook. It's narrated by Sam and Graham. So if you just want to hear them talking in your ear for a few hours, I would definitely give that a go. So this is the part of the show where we... Spill the tea. Men in Kilts is already aired in the U.S., but it is currently airing weekly in the U.K., so we will be talking about details from future episodes. But, unlike a fictional show, there aren't really any plot points that are going to ruin the whole thing for you. So, feel free to keep listening. So, Sam Hewen originally put up the financing to make Men in Kilts happen. He was joined by his business partner, and then stars got on board, and they were like, Yeah! We're going to help you guys make this show. I love how the idea of this show was initially a podcast,
0: and how quickly it evolved into this amazing concept for a show.
1: Yes, so interesting announcement! Lollybrock, also known as Midhope Castle, is being converted into a brewery. I absolutely love that idea. A few months before uh, the pandemic
0: hit, I actually had the privilege of going. To the UK for a quick trip and made a trip up to Scotland. I was able to do an Outlander tour, had an amazing tour guide, met a lot of great people. But one of the first stops that we made was Midhope Castle. One of the awesome things that our tour guide did as he was telling the story of Midhope Castle, he brought a flask of whiskey, and you can tell that this is a pre pandemic story because yes, pre COVID. Yeah, very much pre COVID. We all shared a dram of whiskey at Lollybrock. That's amazing. I feel like it would have been like seven years bad luck if we hadn't. So yeah. that was the only whiskey I had throughout my whole Scotland trip. And the bar is just, you know, set so incredibly high now. Because
1: of it, like I can only have a dram at Lally Yeah, this is the only. I don't know I how you top that experience, uh, like sitting on Sam Hewitt's lap while doing it. Uh, yes, <laughs> I mean while having a dram, Correct. doing that. Yes. So Sassenack Spirits is Sam's whiskey, and it's available on his website. It's limited edition, so it it goes pretty fast online. And they also have other cool stuff like tweed bags, and everything is made in Scotland. So that leads us to the question, will there be a season two of Men in Celts? I mean, there's many more stories to tell in Scotland, of course. I can see Men in Kilts taking the
0: road trip all over the world, like New Zealand, where Graham lives.
1: Or even America, as it coincides with season six and seven of Outlander, because the Scottish influence isn't just condensed to Scotland. It's all over the world. So that would be really interesting for them to explore. And what I loved about the show is that they made it a cinematic experience. They would pair whatever episode they were doing with different clips of Outlander. And it was so beautiful and so breathtaking, especially the season finale of Culloden. And then when they were talking about the Dirks and like Dougals, like, or Graham was like, This is my favorite weapon. And then it shows a clip of him like getting murdered with that Dirk. I was like, I like what you guys did there. It was just, it was so good. Okay. So my favorite episode from Men in Kilts was episode, was it seven? Which is Clans and Tartans. And I just really loved seeing the history of how the Tartans were made in the shop, how they're still using that machine from the 1950s.
0: There was definitely a authentic old country feel to it that I'm still like in awe of. And my high school mascot is a Highland Scotsman. So I yes. grew up seeing men in kilts just at my high school. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Even our high school pep rallies where, especially for homecoming, we would have big posters on the wall that said real men wear kilts or real men wear skirts. And we would have our whole football team in kilts.
1: Are you serious? Swear.
0: And it would be Jonathan Davis's, Jonathan Davis went to our high school.
1: Oh, the oh, yeah. What? Yeah.
0: And so that would be like our homecoming anthem
1: for our football team when they would walk into the gym. Everybody would be wearing like, so in your high school team. experience, you got to just see a bunch of cute football players in kilts. Yes. Like, you know what ours was? What? A cardinal. That's not sexy. <laughs> a big old bird running around. Red the- bird. <laughs> yeah, well, you're lucky. Um, I mean, we weren't the best at football, but... <laughs> who cares? <laughs> you just stare at the guys wearing kilts. Like, you don't need to be good at football. I thought it was really cool that they took time t- for the walking group. The Well, it's spelled W-A-U-L-K-I-N-G, walking, which is when the women that sing while they're, you know, working the material or the fabric to tighten it's to tighten it and weatherproof the tartan and they would sing these songs and I love how Sam and Graham they just like sat there in awe it was like this moment of like I almost felt like I was experiencing some ancient you know tradition like it don't put me back in time and that's kind of like the looks on their faces when they were watching there was an episode
0: from season one of Outlander too yeah where they where these women are doing it and I love how they made a point of showing that
1: Yes, they they went to that clip. Except luckily for Sam and Graham, the women didn't like soak the fabric in urine. Yeah, I was that's what they used to was, do.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if that was really a thing.
1: Well, I'm sure. Yeah, it was to set the dye okay. because you know back in the day we've like, come so far. Yeah, they didn't have they had to dye each of the you know like the thread. Mm-hmm. different colors but now it's just you know done by machines, so they don't have to do that anymore everything's done by machine they actually don't even need like walking women to do it but i think they still do just to kind of keep the culture keep alive. the tradition going yeah it was so funny how they when they were going to the mctavish family seat or the castle castle sween <laughs> and how um, <laughs> sam and Graham they're in the um helicopter and then they fly over and it's like it's a caravan park so in the UK, they say caravan park. Here we say trailer park or mo- so, oh
0: mobile home park.
1: Mobile home park, yes. but basically, you know, it was a trailer park. And just Sam was just giving him the hardest. So I'm like, oh yeah, it really they was. yeah they couldn't afford to uh, with the upkeep of the castle, but they have a caravan park. I feel like that's
0: just affordable living. Maybe better accommodations could have been made, but at the
1: same time, Sam did a good job like giving it to Graham. I know they're so funny together. And then later in that episode, that's when they were like riding on the tandem bike. <laughs> I love when they ride on the tandem bike and like Graham's like doing all of the work. He's like, he's like, are you even are you even pushing? And Sam's like, no hands. He's just hands, he's just like has his hands behind his head and his like legs are just out and he's not even doing anything. And I'm like, what would I do if like all of a sudden that just rode by me on like my jo- morning jog? I would just be like did I just see that? Wow, the most attractive <laughs> thing I've ever seen has just ridden by me What is life a tandem right <laughs> bike. Am I dead? I might be dead. I don't know. But they're just so cute. And they're putting them in, like, suspenders and, like, like the, the flat caps and everything. Guys, I want to talk about this All of this eye candy and, like, this beautiful Scottish, um, you know, backdrop. And then, of course, they had to cut to the scene where Jamie's getting in his kilt in, I don't even know what episode that was, probably mid-season of season one, where he like lays down and lays on the kilt and it's like his shirt comes up a little bit. I'm like, they're, I mean, they're just making this show for us. They really are. They know our audience. It's, and it's so great. And then is it just me or do Sam and Graham have like the best voiceover voices? You know, when they're like narrating things? It's so good. You could insert them into any National Geographic. Yes. Any...
0: Children's story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, they're actors, so of course they're good, but like it's just, it just immediately takes you into like Scotland. It really does. And then they went to Beaufort Castle, which is the Fraser family or Fraser clan castle. So the Frasers arrived with William the Conqueror a thousand years ago, 700 years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. And I guess the British they destroyed that castle and it was rebuilt in the Victorian period. And so that's where you see them in this episode. They're standing there with the Fraser representative, but I'm interested as to why Sam doesn't know his history, but I was very curious, like the Hewen family, like what clan is that connected to? Because I know not all clans or not all surnames are directly connected to a clan. Like my, Mom's mom her last name was Meek and that I know that that clan is connected to another clan but I did find out some interesting stuff about it they were first found in Fife and they have a really cool motto which is Jungor ut in pleer which means I am joined that I may become full um but they migrated to Ireland into to America. So my mom always is like, oh, yeah, I'm Irish and Scottish and a little bit English. But when I did Ancestry.com and I was looking at her family members, she's like almost fully her mom's side is fully Scottish. Oh, okay. like completely. But I guess because they migrated, mm-hmm. it looked like she was from different places. But Meek is like Scottish through and through. Her mom had red hair. Her sister had red hair. I was not blessed with that. I wish I was, but. My last name is
0: Johnson. I know it was originally John Stone or John Stone with an mm-hmm. E. They dropped the T and the E to sound more American and more accepted in the yeah. U.S. I do know that I'm more Irish than anything, but I do know on both sides of my mom and dad, there is some Scottish ancestry. So I know I have ancestors in Glasgow and Edinburgh. That's so cool. And that's about the extent of it. Okay, so what was your favorite episode? Oh, it's a toss up between the first and second episode. The first episode was food and drink, and I consider myself a very dedicated foodie. Yes. Same. And when I went back to Scotland back in fall of 2019, I am now just like, as I'm watching this show, kicking myself for not doing enough thorough research into the fine dining experience that Scotland offers. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad they did that episode because right? of that. I love seafood. I loved everything that they served. And I'm over here watching this episode with my fish tacos. <laughs> and I was like this is not a close second in the slightest, but I did have some great food while I was out there. Hands down, I loved how they featured the chefs. I love everything that the food and drink episode covered altogether. I wasn't brave enough to try haggis. That's my own fault. I don't think I'll ever be that brave. Yeah. I did, however, try a really good scotch egg.
1: Ooh, tell me about that.
0: Okay, so you get a soft-boiled egg. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure it's runny in the middle. They wrap sausage around it, and then you roll it around in panko. Ooh, yum. Yeah. I'm maybe forgetting some ingredients here, folks, so I do apologize. But is it deep-fried? Yes.
1: Oh, heavens. And then they garnish it with a uh, tartar sauce. That sounds so yummy. Right? I've and had a deep parsley. fried I've had a deep fried um soft boiled egg, but not with like not like that. I gave this recipe to one of my
0: coworkers and she put maple syrup on it and made it a breakfast food. Oh that was a like, great idea. That
1: is genius. Yeah. Why have I never well, thought sausage about with it? syrup is super good. Right. Even bacon, but you know, we're Americans. And they're huge. So we need sugar. I love the part where chef Tony Singh, after they get off of the the fishing boat and he's like cooking up the lobster and the langoustine you can just see like sam and grandma like little boys are like so excited to eat i mean it's just funny because like what does what do two giant men love more than to eat
0: right you let know? alone getting paid to eat yeah doing the show of their dreams yeah this
1: is they're living the dream doing this it looked so good with like the gar- oh, was it garlic seaweed butter and potatoes i was like sign me up I need to see if he has a cookbook. Not that I cook, but I'm now Tony interested. Singh? Yes. I hope so, but I feel like I would probably just destroy every recipe because I'm not that good of a chef. Like, I can cook, but, like, that is, that is expert. That's art. Expertise. You, you know, I can't even attempt he's a, something like that. We would that. call
0: that camping, and he he's made it look like art
1: on, this, I know. on the shoreline. It's, so, apparently, Tony Singh is one of UK's favorite chefs, and... He now has; it's called Tony's Supper Club, and you can, and with twelve guests, you can go to his house for a multiple course menu, and he's gonna he will cook for you in his house. How do we get an invitation? Tony? I don't know,
0: but that's what I'm thinking we should do for our friendiversary. Yeah,
1: we're going to Tony's house, <laughs> right? And he's making us some lobster, we're gonna invite Sam Make and room, Graham. Tony. Yeah, they said we're coming it, in hot. It says twelve guests. This is amazing. You guys have to look this up. It's what called website The Supper it? Club. It's TonySing.co.uk, And it's, yeah, it's called The Supper Club. I, I'm I'm getting so hungry looking at this. <laughs> this is insane. Like, how fun is that? You get to watch him cook. What a good find. Cook. And then you get to eat it with your friends. Okay, so yeah, food and drink. That was a good episode. The other part of this episode that you could definitely tell was pre-COVID
0: was the scene where uh, they go to the whiskey mill
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're swimming in barley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched this episode and I was like, this has to be pre-COVID. There's no way this ever would have been allowed, e- regardless of the celeb status. <laughs> um, but them swimming in the barley was
1: that absolute was gold. That was so funny. They're just, they look like they're such like big kids, mm-hmm. and I love that about them. It's almost like this big brother, little brother Definitely type of relationship makes, where yeah. like Sam's always like bugging Graham, and like his face, he's like just like shaking his head, like what is happening. But you could tell he like totally loves him, but he's <laughs> <laughs> Sam knows how to get on his nerves. It's hilarious. It's that dynamic
0: that makes me want a season two.
1: Yes. And back to your comment about how they should host the Golden Globes, they should host the BAFTAs, because these are some UK gents. Absolutely. I want to see them do that. Yes. Like, wear kilts. (laughs) Just that. Okay, fine. Maybe, like, you know, a suit jacket, too. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so what was your other favorite episode? Oh, the sports episode. Yes.
0: I do consider myself a fan of sports. Yes. And... Semi competitive. I grew up playing volleyball, doing competitive swim as a kid, and to see how excited the two of them got yes. just to compete against each other. And mind you, they're competing against each other throughout the whole episode. But there was a certain bet going on between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Sam threw the match between him and Graham, but I am saying Sam's a team player and knows his audience. So when <laughs> yes. The end of the episode happened.
1: I'm going to say he, again, knows his audience. Okay, so if you guys haven't seen this, you have to watch this episode because Sam loses a bet and we watch him run naked into the ocean. Yes. Full on naked. Yes. It's great. Thanks Thanks for being a team player, Sam. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Yeah, it it was fun to watch them. I mean, they're both so athletic. So then they cut to the clip in Outlander when they're playing Shinty. So that is when, that's the episode where you see Sam and Graham. It almost looks like a cross between hockey and lacrosse, which is exactly what Shinty is. And they're just, like, beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, they're going at it. (laughs) And then Jamie ultimately wins. But that's probably, I don't know, that's probably one of my favorite moments. Yeah, they have nothing back.
0: Yeah. And just to show how rough the sport is.
1: Yeah, I guess what they said was that it was used to teach sword fighting, kind of, or sword. Oh, play. I see that. One, like that kids. Works. Yeah. Yeah. That makes well, sense. And, like the sticks and like hitting each other. And, you know, it's probably good, a good form of combat training. Mm-hmm. And they do, they look like they're trying to kill each other <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but how cute is Sam in his little golfing outfit? Why can he wear every, anything I wanted, and nothing? I want to chat with his stylist. Yeah. Like he was adorable in that little golf. Can you tell who the sport person is here? You, right. Not me. I'm just like, and then of course the tank tops with the kilts and the throwing the thing over their heads. What was that? Oh, at the Highland games. Yeah. Yes. I'm like throwing the things. I don't know what doing they're the doing. Things. All I'm the like, things. you look so manly and strong throwing that in your kilt. It's great. Yes. It, it really is. Um, the Highland games, I would say it's very testosterone driven
0: Yeah. in general.
1: Throw the big stick over yeah. there <laughs> pick up this really big stone right <laughs> show us your strength swing i swing the thing yeah. a lot of times and make sure it gets further than the other guy yeah than the other guy it's like did this start when they were cavemen because it really <laughs> right. seems like a caveman type of thing they were like, <laughs> yes. big man throw big rock yes i i did enjoy
0: seeing how they brought those celtic traditions and keep those Celtic traditions in general.
1: So how cute were they in their little rugby outfits? Oh, I
0: think he has been... I think Sam has been waiting for that day. Yeah, where they were so to step excited. step onto Murray Field. Mm-hmm. Have the smoke and flare come out. Just <laughs> his
1: face. Oh, I know. It was and everything. And then Sam... Er, and then Graham's like waving the smoke <laughs> out of his face, pretending like he's coughing. Again, but that the, was so good. The comedic timing between these yeah. two competitiveness from that scene when they're playing Shinty was kind of like a theme throughout this whole episode where it's like they're both sporty and athletic and watching them compete against each other. And I did love Graham's commentary
0: as Sam lost a bet and had to run naked into the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't tell you how great their dynamic is. He's just chilling with
1: binoculars. He's got some coffee. He's like wrapped in a blanket. (laughs) So great.
0: But I also think Sam, again, knows his audience.
1: Yeah, the fans want to see Sam running naked. I wouldn't
0: rule out a season two all or nothing yeah, battle. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's, that has to be in the mix somewhere Yeah, for season two.
1: Yeah, it's going to be even more competitive. I just can't stop thinking about the golf outfit. <laughs> so and good. to cater to the golf aspect of the show,
0: they're playing golf in the Super Bowl of golf. Arenas, yeah. So St Andrews is the world capital for golf, and as someone who is not a fan of golf, does not have the patience for
1: golf, that was cool. I would watch golf if niall Horan and Sam Hewitt were playing golf. I would watch the Hot Guy, you know, golf challenge. Yeah, Hot Guy (laughs) Golf Challenge for charity. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) I'm donating. Yeah, the hot guy golf challenge for children, right? That's what we make it for the children.
0: It's kind of like the Derek Zoolanders, you know,
1: kids who can't read good. <laughs> yeah. This is school for ants. <laughs> now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the
0: Week, which goes to Parkhead House. It's an award-winning bed and breakfast located in South Queensferry, Scotland. It is a 300-year-old gameskeeper house that has been converted into an idyllic bed and breakfast. A two-night stay is about 600 and it includes an Outlander-themed tour that visits locations like Midhope Castle, also known as Lollybrock. So when you were on your trip, Julie, you stayed at Nira Caledonia? Yes, it's a boutique luxury hotel in the heart of Edinburgh. Legend has it, Sam and Graham stopped there for a quick dram. And I was chatting up their hotel manager, who it was actually his day off. And he came in just to pick something up at work and encountered both of them. The Near Caledonia isn't that far from a lot of the Outlander locations, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just super fortunate chatting up my hotel manager that evening when he mentioned that his dad does these tours Mm -hmm. and was fortunate enough to take one of them. Was fortunate enough to take an Outlander tour with his dad,
1: That's as my incredible. guide. So if you guys want to accidentally bump into Sam and Graham for season two, hopefully you can go to near Caledonia. It's a boutique hotel. So what does the inside look like? Is it really pretty? Like it was very posh. Ooh. So if IKEA and
0: Scotland had a love child. Oh yes, it was very. Forward thinking. Yeah. Very, I mean, they did a lot with the space Mm -hmm. in general. So I was very impressed with what I got overall. And what was your room like? Very space efficient. That's very in line with Ikea. Yeah. Huge bed. Had a TV. I didn't need much either. Mm -hmm. I I have the mindset of when I'm on vacation and I choose a hotel, my suitcase is going to be there longer than I am Mm -hmm. because I'm out exploring. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. So... I was actually told to, or given a list of places to choose from, and I chose this particular hotel because it was based on its location Mm -hmm. and was not disappointed. The guest service was amazing.
1: So what I want to know is how far is this hotel from Falkland Fife? That part of town is where, season one, episode one of Outlander, this is where you see Frank and Claire crossing the street to go into their bed and breakfast. And then later we see Jamie's ghost staring up at Claire in Falkland Fife on that street. And that's where I want to go. So if would I stay at this hotel if I wanted to go visit there? Probably be the bed and breakfast. Ooh, the bed and breakfast, yes.
0: Yes, because my tour guide, James, was the one who gave us the the tour. Mm-hmm. We started out at Mid-Hope Castle
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then worked our way back. To all the other locations. I want to say Falkland
1: 5, give or take, is like a half hour drive. Half hour, maybe 45 minutes tops. From Edinburgh? Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. Not too far. Not too far. So you could stay at either one if you wanted to. Like if you wanted to see Edinburgh and then go and do some Outlander
0: sightseeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very conveniently located.
1: So when you guys are booking your stay at Parkhead House, be sure to go directly to their website to make your reservation. The website is parkhead-house.com and we will put that website in the show notes for you guys. You'll definitely get a better deal that way because when you go to the other websites, they usually have to pay a percentage to that. And we love helping small businesses as a small business ourselves. The people over at Parkhead House are just wonderful, wonderful people. So again, just go directly to their website when you book your stay. Thank you for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions, so like our community page on Facebook and join the conversation. See you next time. drop that sexy disclaimer
0: <laughs> our disclaimer here at the fangirls podcast llc is that we are not affiliated with parkhead house the near caledonia stars sam ewan or Graham mcdavish or man and kilts we're just very dedicated fans very dedicated